Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network podcast, Beyond County Lines edition. This is a new podcast where we are going to be discussing with other people outside of my area, not just in my basement. So I'm kind of expanding to talk to some of my internet friends through the power of the internet. And today we're going to be talking about a decade of Dark Souls with Greg Wells, a.k.a. Grabbard. That's me. Hello. Welcome hey, what's up, from, man? Uh, Thank you for uh, doing this with me. This is going to be fun. And just so people know how far beyond county lines we are, I'm in eastern New Mexico. So We're literally Philly across the Asian. That's across, and America's fucking huge, too. So practically across a continent, you know. I'm curious across how far that drive would be. Well, I've got Google up, and I can uh, well, find that out. Well, through the power of the internet, we can find yeah. out. Philadelphia to Clovis, New Mexico. I'm going to say 23 hours. 26. Oh, close. 26 hours. Literally can't do it in a day unless you probably speed like crazy. Yeah. So this podcast kind of like gives me the opportunity to do topics that I don't really have a lot of people of my friends or like people around me to do topics of. And Dark Souls is like one of those topics that um, my co-host Chris Trio doesn't really play Dark Souls like we do. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't really have any Dark Souls experts around, so you're really? definitely one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, like, That's, I know uh, people... I figured a bunch of gamers, you know, Dark Souls would just kind of... I don't right. know. It's different. But, like, there's, there's a different caliber. Like, yeah. I definitely feel like you know your shit, and that's why you're here. That's why I mean, I'm talking about this. I, I've played a lot of Dark Souls. I've never done any, like, challenge runs or anything or anything. Here, here's a question I think I know the answer to. Have you played Demon Souls? No. It's not nope. in this decade, Never. so I like I get, obviously okay. like we have to mention Demon Souls is kind of the, um, what's the word originator Mother. of this genre. <laughs> Even though yeah. it's like doesn't really get that credit, I feel like uh-huh. a lot of people like don't. Oh yeah, that's where it started, Demon man. Souls. That's that's the first Souls game, no doubt. Dark Souls is where they got big, but man, like they established pretty much everything in Demon Souls: the tough gameplay, how you build your character. I mean. The way they tell the story, I think, was pretty similar too. Right, right. Um, here, hold on. There we go. So yeah, Demon Souls came out in 2009, so it just kind of misses that like decade of when all these Souls games right, come out. Yeah. But Dark Souls obviously is the first, uh, you know, the first game that, that kind of created this zeitgeist. This every comparing everything to dark souls this weird thing yeah. we've we've begun to do with this genre which i think is kind of weird even though it makes a lot of sense that like the difficulty of the souls games kind of is just like a thing of an of itself i think they were just so good that uh cuz i definitely felt that like post dark souls depression when i finished it and then tried to go play other like i think i went from dark souls and tried to play like fable or something and i was just like oh i hate it feels terrible it's not dark really so yeah because i think those games took 3d like third person combat to another level like they just had like a a satisfying tightness to them and weight to them the other games just even souls like games just don't really quite capture it seems right and i think as as we go i think that tightness and that that gameplay 
core gets just better and better and better and better. Yeah. Um, did you play Dark Souls at launch? Like, did you get it right when it came out? Not at all, actually. Dark, I was a very late comer to Dark Souls. Um, my first experience watching the game was, uh, I think, 2012 over at a friend's house. It was, uh, I was spending a shitload of time working on uh, my band at the Times album, like doing a lot of editing work. And so I'd go to my friend's house in their back room. And uh, my friend was like an expert. He had like 20 game files and had been through the game every which way. But my other friend, had never played it before, and he was trying to get him through the Ornstein and Smo boss fight. Oh my god! And he was just—I never—I don't think I've ever seen that guy that upset since then. Like, he <laughs> left, like left the room tilted and just—I was just—I didn't think much of it at the time, but I was like, "Huh, that game looks—that game looks kind of cool." And then uh, I think it was 2014 when I finally played it myself. Oh wow! Holy yeah, shit. yeah. I that took a long late. time. Um, I'm trying to think. It came out. I. Th- think like the fall of 2011 if i remember correctly let me see i just have years let me see if i can find a date yeah uh, just got a date oh no nah i just have a a year anyway um i got it a few months after it came out for christmas that year so like a lot of like i didn't get it at launch but once i got into it and i was playing it i I think it's the first time in a while that I felt like I really didn't understand a game going. Oh yeah, it. man. Because like it's as a, a gamer, you play games and you get it immediately. You don't really like first person shooters. Okay, like there's a tutorial, sure. But like you can jump in and like figure the game out in probably like a minute and a half. Like, you know what easy, you're doing. Easy. Yeah. Right. And depending right. on the difficulty, you can probably still just destroy everything. But Dark Souls was just like it, it was so foreign, so different, and it was, I was just so bad. So remember, fucking bad. I remember being blown away when I got to the undead burg. Like, why are these basic grunt ass enemies killing me? Like, that's I, not how video games work. I'm supposed to be tearing this shit up, and then, like, I don't know. My first playthrough of Dark Souls, I as soon as I got Havel's armor, that's all I wore. <laughs> Even so, with the fat rolling, because you had to have been yeah, fat rolling. Well, I was yeah. kind of in the mindset of like, oh, it's the best armor. I should be using it. But, like, that is not a thing that matters in Dark Souls to an extent. I mean, like, armor does affect certain things. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't make a difference. If you can't wield it, it's not, you know, you got to be able to move. Right. And then here's me in, like, Four Kings, like, fat roll. (laughs) Although Four Kings may be the time to just use it anyway because those guys are assholes and you got to kill them quick. So if you can just get up in their face and take the hits, I mean, maybe that's that was definitely a boss that I got stuck on. Obviously orange scene Smo for a little while. Cause like who doesn't get stuck on that? Fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have um, to. I'm trying to think of other bosses that I really got stuck on. I think I, Gwyn didn't take me too long. Um, no, I, I definitely like sucked. Like I definitely was not like under leveled, but like I still didn't know what I was doing by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just was bad. <laughs> He's a when I I don't remember where I really ranked him as far as like difficulty or favorite bosses, but when I first played, but when I went back to it after playing a lot of Bloodborne, Dark Souls three, and all that, he was one of the only ones that gave me a lot of trouble because he's more aggressive. Right, he, he's he, really he jumps aggressive. on you and he's and he hits fast and hard. You don't really get like big windows, but you can parry him, which is fucking cool for the final boss in the game to be parryable, I think. I don't think I comprehended parrying until Dark Souls 3, or maybe some point in 2 when I was, like, playing it a lot. I gave up on it in 2 and 3, man. I can only do it in the first one, like, a little bit, and I'm <laughs> and not I that great at it. And I use shields a lot. Like, what, what did you... Do you remember what you 
rolled through Dark Souls one with? Like, what was your main set and stuff? Oh yeah. Um. So I, after dying to it about ten times with my friends watching and laughing at me, I got the Black Knight sword off the very first Black Knight in the game, and that carried me wow. because for oh that time God. of the game, it's really good. It's a really really good sword. Yeah. And um, I saved up to get a great shield as soon as I could, and I fucking turtled behind that thing. <laughs> my first playthrough, absolutely. Like, and I think I wore the. I ended up with the elite knight set, so pretty standard, pretty standard right. Dark Souls fair. But I had to have been something similar. Like I, I knew I wore Havels a lot. The lightning spear from Sen's Fortress. Is that yeah. where you get it from? A mimic chest. Op. That's right. So op. It's good. That, yeah, it's really like, good. Yeah. I, my lightning one friend, is good against so many bosses too. I would I would go into I I was a junior or a sophomore I'm gonna say junior, mm-hmm. um yeah because it was 2011 to 2012, um and I come in and talk to my one friend about it and we'd like he'd be like oh he'd be a little farther ahead of me and he's like oh this is where you go next and we'd like feed each other information and he told me um that the lightning spear was like OPSL and to get yeah. it and like use it so I did. It's good. It's good to give you just a straight up lightning spear. You don't have to upgrade it or anything. It's just no. Here you go. This one's already because normally you'd have to get like, oh, how do you upgrade weapons in Dark Souls One? It's been so long. It's only the same have to thing. get a, a normal spear and then turn it into. Oh a right, right, yeah. But I mean, it's still like the similar like you know you're plus tanning it and then you yeah gotta you know revert it into. I think level. I I would use the lightning spear a lot as like if I if I didn't have a character with a lightning based weapon and I just needed one for some reason because some bosses like especially like dragon type bosses they can really get torn up by lightning in those games helps a lot and I and I know because I talk about achievements all the time I never hundred percent at that game <laughs> really the first one yep never what were you what were you missing uh all the refinement stuff. Oh, okay. Getting all the yeah. I, I I feel like when I was going through it, I just didn't understand it and the resources available for like achievement hunting were kind of lacking back in the day. There were only mm-hmm. like a few sites that did like extensive guides. Or maybe I just wasn't looking in the right places. I don't know, um, yeah. But I have like a, a like a few different resources I will go to for like achievement guides and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to get all these items and um, I don't think I was very efficient at laying it out because once you got past certain bosses or like if you needed a soul from a certain boss, cause I know you needed a lot of those. Um, right. Yeah. And you couldn't get just, all those in one playthrough either. You had to pick oh, and choose. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, I think there's like, I didn't even know the one covenant with, um, what's his name? Not the, the one serpent cramp. Cramp? Uh, there's Cramped, and Frampt. then the, what's, what's, what's the, the other, other one? Ah, uh, shit. Here, hold on. Framped. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> if I get, if I framped Dark Souls, there should Framped. be like Koth. 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 Dark Stalker. Yeah. I think it's Dark Dark Stalker Koth. Yeah. I think I heard. I heard. His, I, I his heard covenant. them say. Yeah. yeah. His covenant. I like. I was like. I have no idea this existed until I yeah. looked at the. the it's so out there. of the way. You have to like take a really. Uh, odd route through the game to even get that covered. There are a ton of things that are out of way though, like Sieg Siegmeier, right? Siegmeier, Ma- yeah. yeah. Siegmeier's Siegmeier quest line is insane. Like you really, really have to go out of your way to do it. It's really good. And it lasts the whole damn game too. I yeah. love it. Solaris is like kind of tough. Um 
Solaire is just kind of like a little guide for you, I think. He's got a little bit of story there at the end, but he's just like And there's there a few different endings about... for that. I know he can like not fight you and fight you. Like I'm pretty sure he does different things based on certain actions if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, you have to go really out of your way to uh to save Solaire. The default thing that happens to him is he uh kind of loses it, you know, goes starts to go hollow and he uh puts a sunlight maggot on his head. <laughs> Because that's yeah. what he thinks is finding his son, and then he attacks you. But if yeah. you uh, there's a there's one covenant. It's the uh, the the Spider Girls covenant. I forget what it's called. Hang on. Covenant. Yeah, it's, I know it's Quaylag, but is it is it called like Quaylag? The chaos chaos servant. Yeah. 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 You can you can level that covenant up with just humanity. I think if you give her fifty humanity, she opens up a door, and then. By going through that door, you can kill the sunlight maggots early and save Solaire. He he, he ends the game pretty sad, but that, uh, so you, you can you can fight Gwen with him. Reminded me of me um, exploiting the game and duplicating boss souls to level up. Oh, so nice! <laughs> if you got the dragon head and you used a soul at the same time, you had to do like a certain like button combination. You know how when you attack, like the fire comes out of your head. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, if you were to attack and use an item at the same time, it would just keep using the item. Oh, okay. So that okay. I that is how I like got really good. And that reminds me of the... like that reminds me of like printing Pokemon levels with rare candy back in the day. <laughs> there was a big exploit you could just keep churning them out if you wanted. But yeah, I guess if you want to get all the weapons, you got to do something. Right. Yeah, and I never finished it. Yeah. You and think then... you'll ever go back? I don't know. I really don't have an interest in playing the remaster. I mean, you're uh, you're more of a Dark Souls three Bloodborne guy anyway. Those are a lot faster. It's it's not even that. Maybe it is, and I'm just not realizing it. Um, I just I don't feel like I want to. I just don't feel like coming back to it. I don't know. Maybe it That's is really... because it's slow, or I mean, not like I just know that. Slow. My sister started with Bloodborne. She got through that, and then she tried to go play Dark Souls right after, and she just couldn't get into it. She liked Dark Souls 3, though. Dark Souls 3 is like a Dark Souls Bloodborne hybrid, kind of. So, I mean, it's a lot more of a refined game, too. Yeah. I think that Dark Souls 1 is very base in what it is. Like It's it very is. simplistic, and like it can be a turn-off in a way, which it's maybe very, is why uh, I don't want to go back. I think that's part of... Yeah, that may be part of why I like it, too. It just feels very simple. It doesn't feel as like a... It's not like an indie game, but it doesn't feel as low or as high budget. It's like they were kind of just working with what they had and didn't really quite have the the polish of the later titles. I mean, I like that stuff, too. All the like bombastic music of Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 and the better graphics, but Dark and Souls have, just has kind of a video gaminess to it. Since since uh, Dark Souls does have DLC, Artorias of the Abyss, I've never played that. Never okay. You've got to nah, play that. I didn't. I didn't get oh, it. Oh boy, that's. I mean, any complaints people have had about the second half of Dark Souls not being as good? If you have that DLC, I mean, you can alleviate that because just the boss fights alone and that expansion. I know. I know you best. fight Manus and Artorius. Is that it? Manus, Artorius, um, big ass dragon. <laughs> Forget his name. He's pretty cool. It's big a really ass good dragon, fight. Yeah, I remember. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, there's a. There's a guardian thing like a wyvern a lightning wyvern thing you fight when you first show up it's like the first mm -hmm. thing you do and he's kind of a he's kind of a bastard but the artorius fight is is really great and uh 
the Manus fight, I think, was my first time through the whole game, the one that really, really kicked my ass. I got stuck on that for hours, maybe days on end, and felt really great when I finished it. Koro and Chad is saying Calamit? Calamit, the Black Dragon Calamit. I thought he was really hard until, uh, I think it may have been when I streamed it. I tried to cut off all the tails in the game. Because you can cut off like every yeah. if anything has a tail, you can cut it you off cut and it use it off as a and weapon. Get a weapon. Yeah, that was actually a really cool thing that yeah. I feel like as we went, we got less of, which is kind of sucky. It's kind of like environmental design within yeah. the game. Well, because you could maybe, do it on everything, design. everything yeah. that had a tail, even if it was a massive fucking dragon, you could cut it off. And yeah, that, use that thing. That's cool. I'm like, I'm trying to think. In I feel like in Dark Souls 3, there is a boss that you can do that with, but it's like not every boss that has a tail. I could be Let very wrong. See. I'm just Let like, for see. some reason, I'm thinking about it. Dark Souls 3 cut off tail. Can you get weapons from cut of boss tails? Reddit thread. <laughs> no. I was okay. wrong. <laughs> no, you no. cannot do no. it. Lame. And that's something oh. that like... I'm curious as to why they took that out. Like, it was kind of a cool aesthetic that, you know, lended to, like, oh, if you fight this boss and kill him, like, you can't get that weapon until New Game Plus. Right, yeah, yeah. I would always want to do it, like, on uh, the gargoyles, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Got to cut the gargoyle tail, and, oh, you can get the uh, the dragon that blocks your path in uh, Undeadburg. If you get his, uh, they yes. used to call it the they used to call it the flying dragon sword. That was like a community nickname for it. I forget what it. Oh, the Drake sword. Yeah, yeah. That thing doesn't scale, so you don't want to level it. But if you get that thing, uh, you can that'll carry you for a long ass time. It's really good. <laughs> so, I think we talked about Dark Souls a lot, but before we go to Dark Souls too, I mm -hmm. forgot I wanted to do so. At the beginning of the stream, I was thinking about it. See, this is it's rough. This is the first time doing yeah, sure. this, this format of podcast, and I and I, I'm forgetting shit because um, I've never done this before. But mm. I wanted to talk about how we actually met because that's probably an interesting fact. Yeah, our this this e friendship is based in Dark Souls. It is, which is yeah. funny. Yeah, we so played, that was all you saw me play for like a long, long time. Yeah, so I I met you pretty much when uh, Two Blue Forty Two hosted you on Twitch, yep. and that was that was that was pretty much how this all started. It's not very was, uh, nitty gritty was, or detailed, but <laughs> I was leveling up in uh, Majula. I remember, and yeah. all of a sudden, and that was a. I probably was extremely anxious at that moment because okay, I played Dark Souls on Twitch for nobody. I, maybe a friend would pop in occasionally just to fuck with me, but I played that game just by myself. I got no viewers. Dark Souls 2, I kind of got my shit together a little bit, and I got a few people to jump in like that were kind of following me. That was a lot of fun. But then Bree shows up with like 15, 20 people. I'm just like, oh, shit. I gotta do good. Humans. And that actually, was like the that was the best raid ever. I met so many people from that raid. And This is actually a great transition because I mentioned Dark Souls 2. We're about to go to Dark Souls 2. See, this shit works out. Perfect. There you go. See, yeah, it's so better that you mentioned it when you did, actually. I think I don't like Dark Souls 2. I will be the first to say that I think Dark Souls 2 is really a bad game. Really? Really it's, bad game? It's slow. Okay. The enemy design is all humanoids, and it just, like, really takes a lot of this, like, aesthetic, that the Dark Souls aesthetic out of the game. Like, all you do yeah. is fight, like, big, burly fucking knights the whole time. It's very medieval. Cool. Yeah. That's cool for, like, you know, a few levels. I don't, I don't mind those enemies, but, like, there's no, like, monsters. 
Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. sitting here on the spot, I really can't even think about, like, one monster. Besides maybe the frog dudes that are in every game. Like, I'm trying there's, to think. Yeah, like, bosses. There's some, There's some like, uh, like the rotten is a big monster boss. True. There's He's a lot still of stuff down there. He has He's still kind of humanoid, yeah. <laughs> there, you do fight uh, an ancient dragon. One of the most annoying fights in the entire series. That oh, one that's that, that way up there. Dumb. Oh. Yeah, it is dumb. It's like I, they didn't intend you to fight him, but of course we're going to fight him. Dark Souls. Half an hour. Dark Souls 2, I got all the achievements in, and I, I, I think I only had to kill him once, and I don't think I killed him my first playthrough. I, I forget. Royal Rats, but uh Koro said in chat but like yeah. they're still like base enemies like it, are do you are you gonna count a rat as like a monster like it's a fucking rat <laughs> yeah oh there's the uh there's the big like panther bosses or whatever it is in the snow dlc yeah like there's a lot of animals um like nishandra is still like kind of humanoid even though she's mm -hmm. a monster same aldia is like a person in like a blob yeah. Aldi is an interesting character, though. Man, he yes. is—he is odd. So did <laughs> He's you very play cool. the original Dark Souls too? Because I only played Scholar of the First Sin. Never. I just played Scholar of the First Sin. Yeah, I, I did. I had so... like a—I had a couple of false starts with that game. I think I—I I tried to play it. It was my next Souls game to play after Dark Souls, and I was just like, "This doesn't feel good." I like you get—you can't get past that first thirty minutes sometimes, where it just doesn't feel like the game you're used to. Yeah, so then, Dark Souls 2 came out in 2014. I don't think I played okay. it until 2016. Okay. Yeah, I play I think I probably first tried it in late 14 or 15. And then I think I fully got around to it in 16. 16 maybe early 17. Yeah, I I'm a I like really just don't like that game. I think every other Dark Souls game, every other Bloodborne and even maybe Sekiro are just a lot better than Dark Souls 2. I uh, hard on it. I definitely wouldn't put uh, Sekiro over it. Sekiro is definitely at the bottom for me. But um, I really, I really like Dark Souls too. I get the complaints, um, and it definitely feels like uh, I, I can see why it's kind of the black sheep game. It doesn't feel the same. It's got weird stats, but uh, I don't know. I guess I just feel like it has a, a nice individuality to it. It feels kind of like a fever dream version of Dark Souls almost. Like, they just threw so much in there, so many different areas, and it, it's not well, as cohesive, and it doesn't work so well. What do you mean by a fever dream? Can you explain that? Like, it just feels different. It's like Dark Souls, but kind of more of like a high fantasy version of it almost. And I can I see what you mean by that. The, the way they just kind of didn't... Like, they followed the first game, I guess, technically, but they just went and explored all sorts of different lore ideas and different right. characters. Right, and it really like doesn't really connect to like Lordran and Gwyn like it sort of does like if you're Vati Vidya you can sit there and make those connections and like mm -hmm. really look deeper into it um I like the story but yeah it's like it's very disconnected like Majula doesn't seem to be near yeah. Lordran or really have anything exactly to do with it like um I know one the of the same. theories, like with the giants, like that might have something to do with Lordran, like the the continent being like across the sea and like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like they didn't really care to. Uh, I know people, you know, going into it wanted to hear more about the different lands and characters and things they'd heard about in Dark Souls. But I think they went for the option of, no, let's just move to a different era, tell a different story, but the concepts of the world will still be the same. Right. And then they'll kind of expand on that through the whole story of the king and the throne of want. And I, you, think and you, I think it's interesting. And you mentioned the DLC, and I, I don't think the DLC is any good. 
I think it's very, it's more, and that's it. It's it is more. more. It is just sure. more. Uh, Koro said, I like to bitch about it as much as anyone, but when I did my final playthrough of Dark Souls 2 on stream to get all the trophies, I actually had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Like, it was long. Uh, it is long. All the it way is Dark a Souls. very long game. It took me about 70 hours to get through my entire DLC and full game run, and I was way up there in level. But I think the DLC had some of the best boss fights for sure. Like, I think my favorite in the game is Sir Alon. He's a knight, another yeah, knight, you know. Yeah. But no, the Sir Alon fight is good. Again, another human. <laughs> another human, yeah. yeah. The whole uh, the whole fire DLC felt like a oh, big I... Zelda... I felt like a big Zelda dungeon to me. I feel the like way... all of them are like that. They're very thematic in like um, not I don't I wanted to say season, but weather like an ele- elemental kind of way. Yeah, yeah. You have a fire DLC, a snow DLC, a poison DLC. It's poison a little, DLC got on my nerves. It's a little just like on the nose. Like it's uh-huh. just like wh- why? <laughs> I guess I just got in the rhythm. Like I just you've played 45, 50, 60 hours of a game, and you're just in it, you know and when I played the DLC, that was the first time I'd been through it when I streamed it. So I guess it was just more souls and it felt good to be playing more souls. But right, I, no, I, I can understand thinking, that. I remember thinking by the end of the game, like, all right, I am really sick of walking behind humanoids and backstabbing them and watching that yeah. long backstab animation because they took away the backstab. Like Dark Souls 1 had that clean just <sighs> through the back. Dark Souls 2, your character has to like knock them out and cut them to the ground and then like, do all this extra shit. It's like, no, okay. But I, uh, I think it stood on its own. Well, I'm for what it is. Like you've got maybe dark souls two shouldn't be thought of as a souls game, but as the best souls like, but it's just, well, it's still from, from software and it says souls. So you kind of have to think of it as the real thing, but right, right. it wasn't Miyazaki. It was a different, uh, they let a different person. I mean, char- it's, it's very clear that there's a different mind behind it. I'm not sure how different the team was. Maybe it's not. Maybe you might know more than me about that. I just know that Hidetaka Miyazaki wasn't the director. That's the only Souls game, Souls born game that he wasn't uh, in charge of completely. Hmm. So, I wonder I why. I don't know. I, don't, I think it was because he was working on Bloodborne. I was like, Bloodborne. Yeah. I think it was Bloodborne. Actually, yeah. I, I tried to play Dark Souls 2. That's a good segue, yeah. I tried to play Dark Souls 2 and couldn't the first time. Like, I bought Scholar of the First Sin and didn't like it. But when I loaded up Bloodborne, even though that game feels so different from Dark Souls, I felt like uh, it gave me the same feeling right away. Like, it had that that tightness to it. Like, that legitimacy. Something about Bloodborne is just absolutely perfect. Yeah, man, it's a masterpiece. I, I I really don't know what it is. It's the Yarnum and the the um the Eldritch uh, theme of it, or how yeah. it's so different from Dark Souls and how it does very Souls like things, but really like puts it on it on its head, but still makes it interesting. It's um, really like well committed to its themes. Right. Like, you can maybe get tired of the darkness, but like that game really puts you in Yarnum, puts you in the nightmare. Yeah, just... and like they're still telling the story the same way. You know, you're you're reading item descriptions and you listen to characters laugh at you at the end of every sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, the characters aren't really communicating, but you're learning through the bosses and the world and the contextual lore. And like oh, yeah. we haven't really talked about that, but that is one thing I really love about the Soul series is this like different way of storytelling. And I think why Sekiro isn't a good game because it's oh, a yeah. very base narrative in the sense of like they're telling the story like you know like you tell any other story and it kind of takes it out 
for me. You don't get as much from like the item descriptions and uh, yeah, people people kind of spell things out for you more in Sekiro. I feel like. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like and and like you know, I, this might say something. Uh, like Vati did not do a ton of videos on it because it's so it's just obvious. The yeah, story yeah. is 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 really said to you, and there's not much like lore or world to kind of look into. Whereas Dark Souls two, three, and one all have that kind of thing, and Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, Bloodborne like more than any of the Souls games. I mean, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the Dark Souls story when I was playing it, uh, but then finding out about it later through different videos, like through Vadi, was really cool. It was a really good world they'd set up. But Bloodborne was the only one that, while I was playing it, I was sitting there like. Oh, I've got to figure out what's going on. And I, of course, finished it. No one finishes Bloodborne and knows what just happened. You know, the, you no. really got to. What what ending did you get it. when you first beat it? I have only ever gotten the ending where you ascend to being. A oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. We've I've, been over this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't have the platinum trophy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, that's the first ending I did. And I looked it up. I'm not going to be like, you know, yeah, I fucking figured it out myself. Yeah, I, yeah, I just uh, I just found the umbilical cords and uh, I asked. I think I asked a buddy like, "Should I? What do I do with these?" And he was like, uh, "Just use those." Fucking like, oh. eat them. So, <laughs> fucking them. Eat, eat the fucking umbilical cords. Dude. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> only Bloodborne can make you. Is is like the only game to make you eager to eat an umbilical cord. Yeah, I've that's ever weird. played. That's a weird yeah, sense. It's, just it's a weird sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Bloodborne is just fucking like stupendous and i like it's got limited weapons but like i still feel like once you like it's really about like finding your weapon and like yeah. i was using like i started with the uh the whip and then i moved to the kirk hammer and then i got the holy ludwig's holy blade yes yeah, yeah i used ludwig's holy weapon. blade and then i used the moonlight uh great sword oh yeah um yeah. i was i was big into evelyn and the and the pistols i didn't really use blunder bosses but like i really stuck to like my my weapons i mean i like swords too so i'm kind of like particular to swords <laughs> i think my i think my first run i did uh the axe at the beginning mm -hmm. the hunter's axe i kind of went for a heavier build not really realizing what kind of game i was getting into i was like oh i'll right. be a strength guy but mm. nah, you're, gonna, you're gonna be fat you're gonna be fast no matter what pretty much Right. Uh, and then I think the Kirk hammer, that one that turns into the massive, like, yeah, the massive mallet. I thing. love the animation when he does the like when he puts the sword, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so badass, <laughs> and like rips it off his back. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, but like trick weapons are such an interesting mechanic. They're great. That, like, they're great. Who the hell thought of that one? Give them a raise. It's why I think a little bit you lose a little bit of your character customization. And maybe some of your replayability in Bloodborne from the Dark yeah. Souls series. You can't make, you know, just all sorts of different kinds of characters. But they make up for it with every weapon is super interesting to use. And there's such a wide range of, like, uh, abilities. Like, every single weapon has. Like, you don't did just you have your R1 the, and your um... R2. Like, the switch attacks and all that mm. shit. It's great. Did you use a lot of the magic when going through? I'm like, I've never been a magic guy in Dark Souls. Like, I've never, I know you've done some magic builds, but like, that is not usually the way I play uh, going through. Did you use any of that stuff? Oh, wait, your internet cut out. Uh, do, do, do. I'll wait. Crab just has this weird face. Koro, if you're not screenshotting this, you're doing a disaster. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're back. 
Yeah, my internet's uh, really not agreeing with me today. So what was the last thing on. I said and that you began to... Uh, I just heard, I heard you talk about how my face looked weird. Oh, I, I, <laughs> and then that was after. I was saying, did you, did you use any of the uh, like the the magic items, the Eldritch powers? Uh, I think I I made one arcane guy. Like a, I had one arcane playthrough just because I wanted to use that stuff. But typically, no, I would just use my bullets for bullets. Right, right. So, because I parried a lot, I I like I I dude for the life of me in the beginning, I didn't understand how to parry. Like I just like yeah. I didn't get it. But then it just. It clicks like one, yeah. one. You're like, oh fuck! Now I get it. Now I'm gonna fuck everyone up. I think Bloodborne's got the cleanest parrying of the series. Like, it just yeah. feels the most doable. Like, you have your window, and then if you just you can instantly pop that gun off, and if you get anywhere in there, you're fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I felt like I could actually do it for the first and time. And you, and then you eviscerate the dude with some like cool oh, uh, visceral attack. Yeah, you know they they really just put a lot into. They put a nice twist on the gameplay that really made, you know, losing some of the customization forgivable because visceral attacks were so fucking fun. Like trick weapons were so great. Like the fast way you dodged around. Oh, and the re recovery. That's a fucking great mechanic. Right. Like, if you get hit, you that. can. Yeah. That's, Which that promotes aggressiveness Soul. and it promotes you to get into their face and like, okay, like they're going to hit you. You got to hit back. You got to try to counter that and get your health back. Yeah. yeah, they really invented this whole, like, when Dark Souls 2 is, like, the slowest game, and then Bloodborne, I would say, is the fastest. I don't think Dark Souls 3 is probably as fast as Bloodborne. Not but quite. Bloodborne is just, like, high-speed, hyper-active, like, aggressiveness. It almost feels arcadey sometimes. Like, if you get really into, like, uh, if you've been playing it for a long time and you get deep in the Chalice Dungeons, another thing that's unique to Bloodborne. Right, I was going to bring dungeons. up Chalice Dungeons. I had it on the uh, back of my head. You start fighting a bunch of really tough shit and just carving through it with a strong character, and it feels feels great. It just feels like there's blood flying everywhere. I'm healing myself. Nothing can touch me. I'm dodging around. It's I mean, awesome. we, so we brought up the Platinum, and we just brought up Chal Chal Chalice Dungeons. And um, for once, Dark Souls, a Soulsborne game... It, like trophies were actually like doable you all you have to do is three playthroughs and go through the chalice dungeons there's no grinds the covenants in those games for the trophies um i think you lagged out again but i'm gonna keep talking for the trophies um like, i still see is, myself talking to is, you just fine oh really i, I can i can, I can hear you and everything uh, but yeah my stream keeps lagging out maybe i'll just okay. shut down maybe it's causing strain but i have i have plenty of internet i don't know what's going on it's you're just, good you're good oh it's it's fine no worries um yeah so the the grinds that the covenants and getting those spells created in those games for those trophies are terrible since koro is in chat and he knows and he got them all in dark souls 2 you have to grind through the belfry covenant like oh, a motherfucker yeah. like yeah. a motherfucker to get some stuff uh like a spell i think um, I, remember, I remember watching Koro do some of that, and he just and Bloodborne. Yeah, there, there's none of so that, much. and like, and you go through like the Chalice Dungeons, which is like essentially like a randomizer, essentially. Like yeah, dungeon um, randomizer. So there's there's a randomizer version of it. There's certain uh, uh, reagents you can put in to get randomized dungeons. That's why those. That's why they're doable forever. That's why people still are down in the Chalice Dungeons today, finding new shit. But. <laughs> <Still> um, <fun. laughs> The the path to Queen Yarnum, which you have to do for the uh, the achievement, I think is a yeah. set. I think those are set 
to give you like an increasing challenge all the way through. It's funny that I've done that, but I still haven't platinum the game because that's the hardest part of the platinum is getting through the chalice dungeons, I think. I guess. It's not that hard, though. It, it no, just takes no. a little time. And like sometimes you're like, fuck, can I just like uh, summon a friend in here and do this? Yeah. There's, I, I summoned a lot of people. In those there's lights. parts where the parts where the difficulty can ramp up pretty bad when you get yeah. down there. Yeah. Some of them, maybe they didn't get. Uh, some of those bosses probably didn't get as fleshed out or balanced out as the main game bosses, but they're really good, and it adds tons of unique bosses to the game, which is cool. And then the old hunters DLC, which I think is like stupendous. Um, probably, yeah. I don't it's, have much to say on it, but like I, I, I think it's really good, and it expands like the story of Maria and the old hunters, and um, you just kind of see more of the game. But also, the hardest boss <laughs> is in that DLC. Oh, which which one is the hardest for you? Orphan. Orphan. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. I, that's probably yeah. That's probably a good. Uh, that boss. A good choice. I I mean, did you beat him solo? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, didn't. I did eventually. I, I kind of made myself get through everything solo, but uh, yeah, I was not about that way of life. I've done it. I've done it on at least New Game Plus. I don't know about Plus Plus, but uh, that was the fight that broke my sister. She got all the way through the game without it's really a hard asking for help. Fight. It's a she hard spent, fucking spent fight. days on it. Not this not this previous Christmas, but the one before she spent multiple days just doing attempts at Orphan of Cause. And eventually she was like, all right, I can't do this. I'm summoning help. I'm going to beat this game. <laughs> like, right. Right. I, I summoned help and I was just like, I don't even care. <laughs> can, we, can we talk for a second just about the general multiplayer of the series and how good it is? Because right. Yeah. It, the way it weaves into the it's a single. Those are single player games. But the way they weave the multiplayer in, I think, is genius. And I don't think I saw anything quite like that before Dark Souls. Um, I think Death Stranding kind of brings that level of camaraderie into mm-hmm. the game that isn't like. I mean, definitely Dark Souls is a little more like, obviously, like, okay, you have a player next to you and he's fighting with you and helping you kill the boss. But in, in Dark or in um, Death Stranding, like, you're seeing what players have left behind. Not uh, mm-hmm. notes, not like literal notes like in Dark Souls or like sometimes they're meme Well, um, they can leave you objects you can use and stuff like that, don't they? Uh, yeah, so bridges, ladders, um, uh, climbing ropes, they can leave all types of stuff, but also signs. But, like, it's not like... You know how sometimes like Dark Souls has like really memey messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. in your like you know. What and you're always like? wondering if someone's trying to troll you or not. Right. There's no like... Death Stranding. Like really, the point of it is to not trolls. Really, to help people out. Like you can't really yeah. troll in Death Stranding, which is cool. But like it's all about this like sense of like connection in that. Yeah. But I think it really parallels Dark Souls and like oh like. You know, you might find items because somebody leaves something behind. And it's like, oh, hit this, hit this wall. There's an illusory right. wall there, or you know, go up, and then maybe there's a ladder, and like there's an item up there that you didn't know was gonna be up there, uh, mm-hmm. and then you can, you know, you can get help fighting bosses, and like, yeah, maybe the game is too hard for you. There's sort of an option to kind of help you get through it if you want to use it. I love that they added the ability to cooperate and get through the game that way, as opposed to adding easy difficulties. One thing I love about Dark Souls 3 is they add, um, like, single-player co-op fights that are kind of story-relevant. I really Mm -hmm. like how they add that to the game. Like, which ones are you talking about? Um... I know they do it in oh. Dark Souls too, but like people's Single quest player. lines. Um, oh, like yeah, uh, what's his name? Like, not Sieg, not Ziegmeier, but the Ziegmeier clone in Dark Souls Three. Ziegward. Ziegward. Yeah. Ziegward, yeah, he comes to help you. Uh, the girl, the sunless girl. 
comes yeah. out in a few fights and you That's go right. fight, you go help her with stuff. I really yeah, like how cool. they integrated this like single player uh character quest line into people helping you out like dark souls 2 there's just like random npcs that just are there <laughs> oh yeah yeah you summon like pretty much everyone you summon that game is just like, like mad, who the fuck are is you like, it's like mad martha or whatever and she has like a cleaver <laughs> and like like just like a random ass character but in I dark souls 3 us, they uh, give you context for it i think i remember us joking about this in uh in when i was going through dark souls 2 it's just like okay just put an adjective on like a plain english name and you've got uh <laughs> like <laughs> like angry angry john someone angry john yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay who the fuck who the fuck is do they that? do they have summons like that in bloodborne i'm trying to think uh they're all i think more lore relevant they're not quite as random like that but yeah there are you can summon like yeah there uh, are certain yeah. old hunters but yes. it's not as much yeah. of a thing yeah oh right yeah the old hunter bell yeah, yeah. what am i yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i forgot about that it's it's cool how you can devote your multiplayer activity in the in these games to uh, helping people or hurting people. Like you can yeah. be if, if you're playing online, you're open to people coming in and being a force for good or a force for evil in your game. And do I you, think that's cool. Do you, do you like the invasion mechanic? Because like I I definitely was not a person who was into dark. I don't really like Dark Souls PvP at all. It's I not think something it's, I'm good at. I think it's great, but I think it's great that you can turn. Like I, I've played most of my souls offline, honestly, just because. Uh, well, like, I just all, wanna... really, you turned like you mm -hmm. didn't have messages or anything. Yeah, for the most part, I just wanted to get through it without too much help, and I didn't want to be interrupted. I, I really think that takes away a component of the game. That like, it definitely feel, does. Like in Death Stranding, you can turn off online, and like you just feel alone because like you yeah. don't see anyone else's stuff. If you're like once you get in the area and you connect it to your the network, the chiral network, like that's mm -hmm. when you see other people's stuff. But if you're offline, you don't see anything. So you relying on people in Death Stranding is a part of the mechanic of the game. Literally, like it's mm -hmm. built into like, oh, like people will help you out. Like and like you don't need to worry. Like you're going to like somebody's going to leave something behind that's going to aid you. But like right, imagine yeah. not having that. It's kind of like takes away a mechanic of the game. Not that that's like super bad, but like. Is it designed that way? Like, I just I would I, say Dark Souls is it like it kind of lets you get away with it, but I feel like as a as a player, you're missing out on something that I'm getting. I think it's uh I think the games are designed to stand well on their own without it. Like I and they have things like scripted invasions too, or scripted like maybe not scripted co-op, but there's certain co-op elements that work with the story. Like say if you save Solaire in Dark Souls One, you can use him to fight Gwyn at the end and yeah that that works thematically because he's kind of your companion the whole game but uh the only time i really felt like it was a necessary part of the game was again in dark souls 2 the weird one there's the uh uh we used to call it horsefuck valley what's yeah. what it's no that, that is the that is the i'm that pretty sure horrible. that's the name it's called yeah. horsefuck valley <laughs> <laughs> they, they give you like four npcs to summon and that yeah. part so i think it's it's heavily implied by the developer like you should really get help right here if you're not playing online you know, at least get somebody in here to help you and then that that boss fight where they have two of those fucking panthers come at you that shit is clearly not designed to be done by one player although i'm sure there's some crazy people that do it right Trying to think of some other Bloodborne things i wanted to bring up before we moved on from it cuz it is such a fucking it's so peak souls it really yeah is. i well, what has always amazed me about Bloodborne is the way they swerved everybody with it. Like, everyone knows now that it's a cosmic horror game and there's all sorts of cool Lovecraftian stuff or whatever, but 
I and I think pretty much everyone else thought, oh, this is a game where you're you hunt werewolves. Okay, it's kind of Victorian, whatever you hunt werewolves. Yeah, okay, big deal. This is kind of right. cool. And then just you're playing a game and then shit just starts going wrong. Like right. the insight. It just mechanic. fucks with how you can, a little how bit. Do, how do <laughs> we miss that? Yeah, like the insight mechanic is so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is all about like contextualizing things and kind of like bringing this like the cosmic entity to the front yeah. of the game, but like you don't really understand stand it like in the beginning, but like as you're fighting bosses, you're getting more insight and you're understanding it in a yeah. way. Like it's like that's not like literally how the mechanic works. You know, you're not like literally understanding it, but like your mm-hmm. your understanding is kind of like within you progressing through the game and like you're seeing more things because you're getting farther. It's cool how it's such a story like integrated mechanic. Like it has certain effects on the gameplay, but most of them are bad actually, I think. Like I think if you have a high if you have high insight then things that give you frenzy, like the the brain, what's it called? Uh, uh lanterns, winter lanterns. Winter lanterns, yeah, those yeah. will just fuck you up immediately if you've got right. high insight. Yeah. I remember there's there was just certain moments in the game where it started to click for me and they create that just insatiable curiosity where it's like, okay, I've got to know what's going on. I've got to know what the whole thing with this game is. I remember one of those moments for me was when I first saw it was before I got to Bergenworth. And Bergenworth is like kind of where things start to really kick off. That's where you fight Rom and all that. But on the way to Bergenworth, seeing the blue guys, the blue alien looking guys. Yeah, the um, like, they're what are they called? They're like I forget what they're Celestial called, but they're basically emissaries. I, that's, that's the, the name of the boss. But yeah. I think that's what they are. Something, yeah. They're basically. Uh, I think the game basically know. treats them as like failed experiments. Yes. Yeah. L- um, living failures face? is the, uh, living failures is the name of the boss fight. Yusefka is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. the one who creates those. The false Yusefka, actually. Right. True. It is. <laughs> that's a very subtle. During this fight, celestial mob—they're called celestial mobs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that, and then you start picking up certain items that just really seem to point it. Uh, like I remember being in uh, where was it? I think uh, Hemwick, uh, where all the witches are—that kind of side area. Yes. Yeah. Hemwick. Hemwick Charnel Lane. Yeah. There's a there's a part of that level where you go by this big lake and you pick up I think the lake rune and it says something really vague but it talks about how bodies of water are a bulwark bulwark against sleep and an auger of the eldritch truth and you're like what the fuck is that? I'm just out here trying to kill some beasts Werewolves. and witches and stuff and yeah and then it says uh, at the end of it it says something like overcome this hindrance and claim what is yours and I was just like Oh shit! This game, I think there's that something moment here. for me oh, is Yar- Yargle when you get taken there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the chanting, you're just like so what fucking the scary. Fuck just yeah. happened. <laughs> Where oh, yeah. am I? <laughs> you get fucking black bagged. Yeah. Golly, what a stressful thing for the game to do. Like you're struggling to get through it and make progress, and then suddenly you're just somewhere else, and it's scary. And there's this church girl back there crying about how she doesn't want anything bad to happen to her and there's ugh, it's a really yeah. fucking scary game like i yeah. don't think it's a horror game but it's totally a horror i would game. say it's a horror game i mean yeah not i guess maybe, thinking about it you don't but like it totally is it's like the purpose of bloodborne isn't to frighten you but it's definitely fucking scary that's kind of like um 
I remember when Gears of War first came out and they classified the genre as like military horror because like it, it's kind of scary. Like mm-hmm. Gears of War, like you're not just fighting like other people, you're fighting like fucking monsters. And it's a, like the game is supposed to be like kind of spooky, a little like thrillery ish. Um, yeah. And I feel like the Bloodborne kind of falls into that category as well, where it's like it's one genre, but like it has this like horror element to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's Lovecraft as hell, and that's always been considered horror. So right, it definitely Very fits right weird, in. mind bending kind of horror too. Not oh, yeah. like just like oh, like killers are on the loose. It's like very creepy. I think I feel like Bloodborne is probably where. Well, no, I guess Vadi definitely got big with Dark Souls, but oh, Bloodborne yeah. was just perfect for him because that game needed to be put together for people. And once they saw it, once they saw the whole picture, it was like, oh my god, we've just played a masterpiece. Right. What the hell? Like. <laughs> And we had no idea what was going on, but we pressed forward anyway, and then we got turned into a worm at the end. <laughs> what a fucking bizarre ending. Yeah. When you get when you get picked up by the doll and you're this fucking slug, you're these yeah. things you've been killing, but you ascend. Right. You ascend. That's <laughs> fucking insane. So that uh oh, Bloodborne came out in twenty fifteen. Yeah. They started they started firing out games quickly for a while there. Yeah, so Dark Souls 3 comes up in um 2016 and then finishes well the the DLC finishes in 2017. But I think Dark Souls 3 for me was like this Oh god, it wraps everything up so fucking well. Yeah, you oh. like what they you like what they did with it. They did give the Dude. series a nice a nice closure, I think. Oh my god. Oh my like the the way it like it just kind of like comes in on itself and it's just uh-huh. like very like high level about like the references like towards Gwyn and how like not even about the cycle but just like every like it's just like oh like all this shit from Dark Souls 1 is like coming back. Mm-hmm. It like matters. Yeah, and yeah, they do a good job of legitimizing like I mean Dark Souls is a weird world to follow. But they really uh, bring home the whole themes of time being convoluted and like the way the world changes. The world literally geographically changes over the course of, I guess, the different eras of Dark Souls because it, it all takes place kind of in the same area. It's all near the kiln of the first flame. Right. But but first you have Lord Ran and then you have Drangleic and then Lothric, like literally different countries come and go and different kingdoms and. Yeah, the and you're kind of seeing of the actual land. Yeah, you're seeing the effects of this like the kindling of the fire and like what the what the, that age has done and like kind of this like cycle. And I think you see it really well with the DLC. Oh God, Ash? No, not Ashes of Arendelle. Oh no, uh, the rings. Oh, no. Ring City. Ring City with yeah. um Slave Knight Gale and how Gale is essentially you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's essentially you. Basically... you. That's a great final boss for the series. Oh my yourself. god! <laughs> yeah, and like all oh, like reflecting on basically what you are. You're just you're just this bloodthirsty fucking thing out here hunting for souls, right. insisting and like, on having and like all of them, progressing <laughs> like, and like and like becoming like all powerful and usurping Gwyn essentially. Yeah, but like he does it. He usurps Gwyn and like turns the world into this like fucking wasteland. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, like his that, fight is that arena. so cool. That may be the coolest arena in the whole series, unless I'm not thinking of something else. No, I think, that... I think you're right. <laughs> and you can use all of it, can't you? Like, you can run yeah, around that entire... Huge. Yeah. It's, 
I don't think once once you get to Gale, you don't get like blocked off. You can like go back and like out and around and that shit is like the size. That shit is like the size of Hyrule Field, man. From the hill, like it's huge and it's all sand and ruins. I really fighting the Soul of Cinder. So I didn't know a lot about Dark Souls Three when I played it, and I played it probably last year, 2018, 2019, I'll say. Um, so like very recently, um, and fighting the soul of Cinder for the first time was like this moment of like, I'm fighting him. He's kind of like using different like mm-hmm. player abilities. And I noticed that like instantly I'm like, yo, he's switching between like stances. Like he's going from like rogue to like mage yeah. and he's using a sword. And then when he turns into Gwyn and the Gwyn's theme kicks in. Yeah, I like I I I had this moment of like, oh my god, it's full circle. Yeah, yeah, and like it's and really the cool. Soul of Cinder, I feel like is supposed to be Oscar, or maybe you from mm-hmm. Dark Souls One. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whoever kindles the flame, like I feel like it's supposed to be like an amalgamation of everyone uh, who's ever kindled the flame. So right. like it's there's Gwyn's in there, you're in there, your Dark Souls 2 characters in there, and like any character you could have played. Yeah, is in so there. like any play style which represents everyone is in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And then and the oh the way the the, the way Gwyn's music just kind of subtly bum, bum, comes bum, in. Bum. Yeah, that second half that's great. And he puts that's the great. sword down and and it's like oh <laughs> and it ignites yeah. and it's just like oh it's it's just such a cool moment and I think that really is what like sticks with me with Dark Souls 3. Um, and I got the best ending, which was, um, uh, well, I, well, it's the most difficult one where you, um, and no, what's it called? You become, you become the usurpation of the, fl- usur- usurpation yeah. of the flame. Usur- usurpation of the flame. Yeah. When, like dude, that, yeah. when, when you like get up and the moon is like the soul and it like, oh my, oh my God. Like, whoa, this is so cool. And they, uh. Uh, I remember we were debating on when I streamed it whether I should kill Soul of Cinder before doing the DLC, and you were like, "Dude, kill him first. Yes, yeah. And then I, because I, I didn't know they would refer to you as like the Lord of Lon- the Lord of Hollows yeah, all through who, the DLC. Who refers to you as that? Like specifically? Um, I think it's a. Uh, it's a Sister female Frida. character, Sister yes. Frida. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she does, and Ashes. Great fight, by the way. of Ariandel. Yeah. Great DLC, even though it was short. Yeah, I think very it was really cool. Good. Like, like all of Dark Souls Three, it's just like. The, the, I think the highest, I want to say refination. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Like most, yeah. most refined. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the most refined of like the Dark Souls combat, but like adding some Bloodborne, but like still being souls. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like trying to be Bloodborne, but it's, it's trying to evolve the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot faster than Dark Souls 2. And you can tell that if they wanted to make the series faster and tighter over the years. Right. Right. Oh yeah, Coral. Um, there are hidden. There are hidden fights uh, in that in Slave Knight Gale's arena. There's the yeah, the one NPC. And then the there's a cathedral. there's a dual there's a random ass ring knight just kind of off in the corner. He's got a dual great sword. That's pretty cool. But mostly, it's a lot. It's a lot of space. I like that about it. I like when games yeah, just n- give space sometimes. Not even just that fight though. Um, once you get like past that the ghost archers and you get down to like where. Is it a judge? Who's the big dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah the and like fight. that whole plane and you fight the dragon slayer armor. 
at the end of the at the end of that big tar pit kind yeah. of thing where he's just like a random mob but it's the yeah. fucking dragon slayer armor yeah 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 well like cool. dude or the ornstein is referenced so much in dark souls and he's such a huge character because mm-hmm. like i mean the nameless king kind of kicks into there too because like he like ornstein kind ornstein. of like usurps the nameless king and kind of like becomes Gwyn's right hand instead of his own son. Yeah. And he just gets oh. forgotten. What do you think about the Nameless King? Uh, people, I think, wanted that for years to be Solaire or something, and then Dark Souls 3 comes out, and no, it's just this god, basically. <laughs> like Wait, this... What, do you, what do you mean people wanted it to be Solaire? Okay, so the the long-running... Uh... Oh, yeah, Judicator Argo is the name of that judge fight. Yeah, that's, a yeah. Good one. that's where, the, that's where the, the co- you can fight people in that covenant. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, no. What were we talking about? What was that, that sidetrack? Um, you were talking about the Nameless King being uh, Solaire. Okay, yeah. The The long-running theory for the longest time was that uh, because you learn about how the, the Nameless King was cast out in the first Dark Souls, like he did something to piss off Gwyn, and so he was kind of uh, excommunicated or whatever. Right. And so people were thinking because of Solaire's obsession with the sun... That he was... Maybe, maybe he like son? gave up his god powers to go try to find his own son... Oh. And it became like an uh, became a chosen undead like you. And I thought it was a good theory because it's a good theory. And there, there's also stuff like uh, you know he fights with sunlight, you know with lightning and everything. He still right. has like you know bits of his power, and um, like all this all the would be statues of him in uh like in Orlando I think are destroyed because they wanted to erase yes. him. And then yeah. there's also the the statue the statue where you pray and you do the sunlight covenant stuff. It has a sword. That looks a lot like his sword. So it was right. it was a pretty good theory. Like it worked. And then but then Dark Souls 3 came out and now he's just this demigod who rides a fucking Yeah, whatever. but he's Gwyn's son. <laughs> yeah. You'd expect yeah. it. It makes like, more sense, but it was just still like, like lore there. But it's yeah. a I guess if you're a Solaire fanboy and you got and people were just kind of hoping, I think. It was just a cool idea, and then that came out. I was like, ah, oh, okay, never mind. But fucking great yeah. boss fight though. God damn. Yeah, epic boss fight and pretty tough too. At least your really first hard. Um, yeah. I definitely, I I definitely think it's the hardest boss fight of the DLC or of the game. Yeah, including yeah. DLC. I'm trying to think. Just a free freed is pretty hard, but I think it's doable. Nah, yeah, nameless king. I, I think is the hardest fight. 100. I didn't think I could do Sister Frida solo for the longest time, and then I committed to it last time through and got it done. It's just I I did it solo. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's hard. It's just like it's not it's terrible. Just, you just, just have to learn it. You. She's just on you. Yeah, you got to learn how to not. And then she kind of yeah. like gets a little more passive as, as you go. When you can learn to get the jump on her in that first phase, to where she's not like sneaking up on you and like two shotting you all the time. When, like, cause you she does like a. Oh, it's a cool fight. Like, cause she disappears and jumps away from you, and then you can kind of like listen in your headphones. Like, where is she? Yeah, like is as, she as off the tomorrow? snow kind of like kind of like. You feel yeah. you hear like the breeze or whatever. That's really cool. That's a really yeah. cool fight. Yeah. Oh man, what's the hardest boss fight in Dark Souls Three for me? Let me think. It's got to be Nameless King. What else? Really? You think any something was harder? Nameless King was definitely really really tough the first time. It's just. Did you play Dark Souls Three the first time on stream? The first time on stream? No, no, that was okay. just like another playthrough. Okay. Um, but I think once you get used to Nameless King, he's uh like once you know all of his attacks, he's he's he gives you some time. He definitely has kind of a rhythm to him. Like he he isn't like, you know, just attacking, attacking, attacking. 
he does this, pause, he does this, pause, this. And so I think once you get used to him, he's not, but definitely first time through. Oh my God. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. I, I definitely summoned somebody for that one. Uh, I think the most trouble I had was my first time through at least was Dark Eater Medir in the DLC. Oh, fucking Medir. Oh God. Yeah. That fight sucks. I, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, that's a terrible fight. I actually totally forgot about that. That fight yeah. is just dragon fights. I think in Dark Souls are just bad. I think, uh, again, the one in Dark Souls, the first Dark Souls DLC, we just said his name. Calumet. Calumet. Yeah. Yeah. Met, that met, one, that met. one's pretty good. I think that one, like, it's got consistent mechanics. It doesn't and cheap fucking, hit you. Um, from the Poison DLC in Dark Souls 2, that dragon fight at the end, dumb. Eh, dumb. Yeah, not, not the best. Dumb. I remember having, like, he does something to your durability, doesn't he? I remember, like, having weapons yes. break in that yeah. fight. Yeah. Dude, it took Ooh, me forever. Gundir. That's a good one, Koro. I don't think Gundir is that hard. It's just fucking good. It's it, just a fucking good fight. Like, right. it may not be the hardest, but... Uh, Dude, Madeir like, sucks, Koro. Come on. <laughs> I Madeir, I didn't mind so much this last time through, but I just feel like I had to spend so much time learning and learning and learning that fight because he's got so much health and he can, like, two-shot you. So I think I just got impatient with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's decent once you know how to do it. That's a lot of Dark Souls, though, just figuring out how to do it. Right. I mean, once you get it kind of in your... In your muscle memory, how to fight a boss. It's I never love the same. Fire Link in Dark Souls 3. Yeah, that's cool. It's called Fire Link, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Fire Link Shrine. You prefer having like the uh, the more main hubs because Dark Souls was the only one that didn't really have. I mean, you had the you had Fire Link Shrine there, and it was kind of your hub, but it wasn't but, like, like you did it. You didn't do like, everything. It's not there. like Majula or um, yeah. Fire Link in Dark Souls 3. I love me some Majula. Or and even the I'll Hunter's Dream in, in Bloodborne. I, oh, I, yeah. I do like Majula. I do like yeah. Majula a lot. And it's got I like, nice music. And I like the, um, what's her face? The Emerald Herald. Seek, seek, last. Oh, and you froze right when I said that. Hold on, I'll wait for you to catch up. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Majula is really good. And then, yeah, Firelink from Dark Souls 1 is just kind of like lame. Like, it really just... It's not really meant to be your hub. It's meant to just be this broken-down, shitty area. Right, right. You kind of have to do things from. Like, it's where you go to the Kiln of the First Flame and all that, but... Did you hear me say, seek, seek, last? Seek, seek... No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking time. When I said that, it froze. (laughs) I was like, oh! I think everyone who's played Dark Souls 2 knows exactly what you're talking about. Seek, seek, last. Yeah. (laughs) Emerald Herald. Seek, 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 last. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah majula yeah, just always felt curse. like majula always just felt like going home like getting a nice peaceful break from the game right nice, the, and like, you, like you're saying the music that's something we actually haven't talked about too much is the music of dark souls and bloodborne fucking great oh it's good man but guess what sekiro's music hmm. yeah I yeah mean, I think, oh bearer seek seek last yeah, yeah. Bearer, <laughs> of bearer of the curse <laughs> yeah seek seek last <laughs> yeah i sekiro just it was kind of at a disadvantage for me going in because the aesthetic didn't appeal to me as much. Yeah, so Sekiro um, is the most recent Souls game to come out. Apparently, you know. Are we game. allowed to call it a Souls game? Or are we? Because people get people get up in arms about this. Game of the year. Game of the year, Sekiro, twenty nineteen. Much, much to Gucci's disappointment. <sighs> oh God! Didn't surprise me though. I mean, I knew it was going to be. What? In the, in are the you run. kidding? Well, compared to RE two. 
RE2 Remake was good, but it was still like a reimagining of an older game. Right, but like, you know, Sekiro isn't that good. Not not to me, but it was to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People really Any, loved anyway, it. Anyway, Sekiro, I like, I just think lacks in like so many departments. It's a good game. It's all right. It's okay. It's a nice Souls game. It's not Bloodborne. It's not Dark Souls 3. I mean, good things about it. Uh, I think the posture system is a neat innovation. You know, Very, the extra, yeah. extra focus on... Uh, sword play and combat wearing down your opponent um it's got an even more than bloodborne an increased focus on being aggressive uh uh let's see it's got more fluid movement it's nice to move around in you can jump you can grapple around it's got an added verticality to it the dark souls doesn't people you may like that or not though i mean um i don't and and the stealth is okay I think verticality in games can sometimes be used as a gimmick or eventually it becomes gimmicky. Um, It's there and it's cool, but like, oh, like Jesus Christ, they're really using this verticality thing as like a like a like a weird like it's it becomes just like not a joke, but like just a gimmick. Like, I don't know other way to say it. I definitely never felt like I needed more of it in Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Right. Like I like saying, you know, on the same level, going upstairs, yeah. going downstairs. Like I'm fine. It's nice. I mean, I had fun for a while. Like probably the best times I had in Sekiro were just like ninja yourself up to a good high point, look around at what's going on, and then figure out, okay, how do I dispatch these enemies in the cleanest way I and, can? And I think its boss fights are good. I think some are like overly really difficult, and some are just really easy. <laughs> Yeah, it does have some good ones though. Like uh, I watched Coral the other night do the uh, uh, the one where he charges out and my name is Gilbu, like whatever. Gilbu Oniwa. Yeah, <laughs> that's if you're playing with the English dub, which I got yelled at for on stream. Dude, no, I use the English dub too. <laughs> but I just I've retained the story a lot better if I know what they're saying in addition to the subtitles. Exactly, like, that's my fucking point. Yeah. When people are like, "Oh, I gotta play in Japanese," and be like, "Well, I want to like know what's going on and not like yeah. I can't read those subtitles mid-fight." I'm trying to I'm trying to fucking knock this dude down. I can't stop and see what's yeah like some like uh, I think Oniwa is a cool fight. It's it's not too difficult. I think it like it really is like oh like you got firecrackers like here's the tutorial for firecrackers. Um, <laughs> Koro didn't know there's English dub. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they, they um, go to Japanese by default, but yeah, there's an English dub. Oniwa! Um, <laughs> the I one think... where you're in that tunnel really high up, and the big knight comes at you. Oh, Sir Robert. Or Sir Robert. Or no. Robert. Maybe that's no, not well, name. Robert's his son. Robert's uh, his son. Yeah, what's his when name? When you knock him down, he goes, Roberto! Yeah, Roberto! <laughs> that one's great and i like that too because it's like essentially a dark souls character coming at you right well right, here's like, a you big know, ass it's, knight. it's like a a western um yeah. like person yeah it's mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a cool fight but like a lot like very mini bossy like mm-hmm. a lot, there are a lot of fights that are very mini bossy like the centipede like that you end up oh, fighting yeah. a lot more you just fucking yeah. parry the shit out of him <laughs> and get <his> <laughs> or the uh, and the fight's the- over the headless or whatever, you gotta fight a lot of those dudes. The headless are cool, but like you just need to look up like how to fight them. Like the game right. really doesn't tell you how to fight them. And like, oh, divine confetti and use one of the sugars, and you go in and fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another interesting boss that's kind of not very much like the rest of the game is the Guardian Ape. Did oh, you get what? that? We... Yeah, yeah, I beat it. Oh yeah, you beat Sekiro. I'm the, yeah. I'm the one who didn't beat Sekiro. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, uh, where, where did you get up to tell? I don't remember exactly. I know that 
did you fight? There were st- oh, and start, I, we, I no, I don't care. I don't care if you. I don't did care you if fight you fight Al. Al, I don't think so. Your dad. Oh, I think I might have. I know I was getting close to the end game, but I didn't really like, get you, into like the weird. I know there's him. like a bunch of weird divine stuff that starts happening. I didn't you get into fight a lot him, of it. and then like that's kind of like where the end game starts, and you go up through fucking not Sempo Temple, um, Ashina Castle like seven fucking times. Oh, okay, like, like it keeps changing. I don't think I got there. No, I definitely didn't see that. I didn't see Ashina yeah, Castle. So like, and then, and then I I got the best ending, which is the. Uh, hold on. It's like one of these confusing names. Yeah, I I kind of forgot you didn't beat the game. Koro says he's not listening to this part. Yeah. Uh, so there's four endings, and I got the Dragon's Homecoming, which is like the more, most complicated one. Okay. Um, and you fight, um, you fight Lord Ishin, but like a younger version of him. He's called the Sword oh. Saint, and he's fucking hard he is yeah. so hard i've oh heard that that last, fight is, is heard that, that last fight is a joke it is it, it took me so long like i can't even like tell you how long it, it took me like i like i just throwing myself at that boss and like i got like like the last phase is just like he's so the way he like i feel like movement in that game really helps in bosses kill you because they're yeah. so like sometimes they do like these weird things and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. They really don't want you like dodging and running out of the way unless it's really necessary. Yeah. Like, after playing so much souls, it can feel constricting. Like I just want to move. I just want to position because Bloodborne especially is really about positioning. It's about because they don't give you as many like you can parry, but you can't block and all that. So it's all about moving yourself in the, into the right spot to hit, not get hit, you know. But then Sekiro, it's just send that shit back to him for the most part. Mm-hmm. L1. Yeah. Lots of L1. Yeah. And it's just like, I still don't think it's a good game. You know, I just, it's not, uh, it's not dark souls three and it's not blood for born for me. It doesn't give me those feelings and that, that, yeah, that, same. Lo- that, I don't know your feelings. Yeah. I guess that's I wanted, I wanted so bad to like it and you know it, I tried to stream it two different times and killed the stream. Like you, it's like, you could just see, <laughs> you could just see me like, the second time through, here, let me say it's safe for Coro. No more spoilers. Yeah, go for it. No more so, spoiler chat. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Coro. He's good. He's good. He's all right. But uh, that's empty. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, you were talking about two different times, like streaming it. Oh, yeah. Like the second time through, I started to get it a little bit better you know the first time it kind of just beat me like i was like i don't get this game and it's frustrating and whatever but the second time i i understood it but i never grab cut out again hold on waiting waiting for him to catch up there we go you back? We're back. Yeah. Yeah. I I can hear you the whole time. But oh. I just, so like the last the thing I heard you out. say was uh you like you you're saying you were never never and I Oh yeah, yeah. I uh sorry. I never I got 
decent at Sekiro the second time around. I got to where I was getting through it, but mm -hmm. I never felt that like satisfaction of progressing like I did in Souls. Like I never felt like I was really getting good. I never felt right. like it was, um, it was just like, well, I guess I smashed through that. I guess I won. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I was kind of hitting that point too, where I like. I felt like I was like kind of bad, mm -hmm. and then but like I was just getting smashing through it. That's a good way to put it. Like I just some of those fights like you just got through. Yeah, yeah, and oh, you, you just know had what? to do Did them. Did you fight the the once you get through? You get uh, Cora might want to mute the mic, um, or you know turn the turn this down real quick. Um, the the Guardian Serpent, you fought that right? Uh. Yes, I it's, believe it's, so. It's in a yeah. tree, and you're in the clouds. Actually, I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. You got I don't think to I ever... that area. I'm trying I got to... to it, but I didn't. Let hmm. me let me let me look at the areas. I forget the name of the place. It's like the last, the Fountainhead Palace. You got to the corrupted monk. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah, to it, but I think I went right around there. I don't think yeah. I got very far into it. Yeah, so there there are a lot of fights that are like set pieces, and like that fight's like kind of easy. Uh, I won't go into it, but um, yeah, like they're just like it's just like you kind of just smash through some of them. It's yeah. really really it. Like and there's then, no other way to say it. And sometimes like you don't have to use your prosthetics. I like the prosthetic tools, but like I found myself not using a ton of them. Yeah, they just didn't feel like game changers to me. Yeah, I think, but like, the firecrackers were, were, were something you used a lot. Uh, the shurikens. Um, and then there the was, shield, like, the, the shield breaker. That was important. I used yeah. that one a lot. And then there's, like, the poison. I used it, like, once. Yeah. The umbrella I, I just... used, like, in one fight because you need it for one fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, just I, wanted I, to think... go, I mostly just wanted to go fight things with my sword. Right. I felt like Basically, the prosthetics, yeah. like, didn't supplement the combat well. Yeah, and uh, I think the saddest thing about Sekiro, I mean, with Bloodborne, we got a little more streamlining, but they made up for it with great story and a good, good weapons and a good play style that you were kind of forced into slightly. But yeah, Sekiro, Sekiro is not even Sekiro. I don't think you can really even call that an RPG. I mean, maybe a little bit. It's it's more like a like a Batman action, game. Like you're, you're leveling game with, up your your equipment and you're getting like some upgrades, but like you're still like using the same stuff throughout the whole game. Yeah. It's like a action adventure game with RPG elements, mm -hmm. kind of. But um, yeah, and I think that that kills a lot of like replayability for me. If I don't enjoy the actual gameplay that much to go back and just play it again, then you haven't given me a reason to make a new character. I don't. I don't get to change anything. I don't get to do anything very differently. I mean, maybe I can upgrade a different prosthetic tool or something, but that's about it. Right. It's, or maybe get different skills, but you're probably going to want to go for the best ones regardless. And then there's also no multiplayer. You don't even get the option. Right. It's just a single player game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like they, they've gradually sucked certain things out of the series in favor of, uh, or maybe not in favor, and not, maybe not in the series, but at least in how they've been making their third person action games from soft. And yeah. then, uh, uh, They've, I guess they want to focus more on gameplay, you know, on fast-paced, you know, action gameplay. And I'm, I'm curious where they're going to go with Elden Rings. Elden everything Ring? I've, everything, Elden Ring, just singular. Ring, wing, yeah. Everything I've heard suggests good things. Like, I think they're going back to character builds and, 
you know, build diversity, more RPG stuff. I hear it's open world. Um, and I, I, I think it's mostly based on, uh, like, from what I understand, you ride Norse your horse mythology. around. Yeah, Norse, like, I, th- I think something like that. Yeah, I, don't know I much. remember hearing about that. Yeah. I think basically Thought you ride your horse. About it a lot. You ride your horse around a big open world, and I think you go to different towns or keeps or castles or something, and you conquer them, essentially. That's the hmm. that's the base. That's that's what I've heard, but they haven't really said much. Like I never they, heard about the keep stuff. I never heard about the open world. No, maybe actually, maybe I did, but not the horse. <gasps> I mean, that sounds like a, a potentially a good idea. I like them getting back to fantasy. I do too. Kind of more high fantasy stuff. That's just I just have always liked that stuff. The aesthetic. Yeah, high fantasy is my shit. I think there's been a lot of um, dark fantasy, like Game of Thrones. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think like Witcher, the Netflix series, and Witcher, the games, kind of like do high fantasy well. Sort of like Lord of the Rings. Fantasy is not something we have a lot of in general. So I like I like seeing fantasy. Um, Yeah, it's just cool. It just feels it feels very video gamey to me. I'm definitely excited for Elden Ring. It's definitely not going to be this year. I think it's definitely going to be a next-gen game at this point. I think it'd be stupid for them to release it, like, not next-gen. There was a rumor that it was coming June of this year, but that was based on, like, something from Target leak or something. I was just like, get real. (laughs) You'd think they would have said a lot more about it if it was coming in June. Oh, yeah, they would have. I mean, like, tons of games are getting delayed. Fucking Final Fantasy. Like, every game. Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII... Um, yeah. is it Resident Evil three? No. What was the I other one? I think it's no. still early, early April. Oh, Avengers, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy seven. That's right. That's Those right. three got huge delays. Um, which is just, good, you know, as long as there's not not a sign of something seriously wrong. Right, but it's know. it's just like if they announced the date for Elden Ring randomly, like I'd be like, we haven't seen shit, so that doesn't that tells me your game's not ready because that was like when they released Avengers at E3, and I'm just like, May, yeah, you're coming out yeah. in a year. I barely saw gameplay in that trailer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't even know what this game is, and I feel yeah. like most of like the gaming community is still really confused about what that game is. It's supposed to be like a <laughs> Destiny like game, but it's like oh, really? it's Avengers. Yeah, that's like odd. what? Like what is that even? How does it? it like it's. I, I'm not I'm excited for it in the sense of it's Marvel, but like I'm not excited because like I don't think the game genre is what I like. Yeah. The shoot 'em up MMO grind fest kind of thing, if that's what yeah. it ends up being. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm 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 definitely excited for Elden Ring. I'm just not thinking about it because it's there's nothing to think about. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> right. a ways off and like you'd think by now that I would learn from hype, you know, to not like to not, uh, I like to be excited for things, sure, but wait oh, until you, you know, know I, what. You know, wait, I wait. like to be excited. <laughs> oh yeah, wait until you like know what a game is going to be. You know, like don't and I guess just temper expectations. Don't go into Elden Ring just like, all right, back to Dark Souls, back to Prima From Software. This right. is going to be the best I, game. I, like, I would say the same thing, even though I've done the opposite, like Death Stranding first trailer. I was like, oh, let's go! <laughs> like, we know nothing about this game, but it's going to be fucking awesome. Like, yeah. like, like you know, because yeah. it's Kojima stuff. But, um, yeah, I think we need to, I think, I think we're going to get, like, I hope we get another Bloodborne. Like, another, another, like, they're doing, like, cool stuff, but maybe they're doing more Dark Souls-y things with this one. I don't know. Like, we're done with Dark Souls. We're never going to get another Dark Souls, it seems. Probably for the best. Yeah, I, I think say. you're right. In a way, I like I would love another Dark Souls three kind of game, but they're all uh, they're all distinct 
you know, it's a it's a good complete series. It spawned like so many copies. We could talk about uh, those right. too. I mean, well, Souls likes has become a huge thing. That's what I was gonna like kind of end on is like going back to the zeitgeist of Dark Souls. Like, it's funny we got a lot of games like um, Lords of the Fallen, which is a Souls like game, which didn't do too well. Coral um, played that when it looked really fucking frustrating. Yeah, um, <laughs> really looked like not Jedi fun. Fallen Order, Neo, yeah. um, and yeah. like all all the Souls like games seem to just be meh. I really think like like they try to do the genre, but like it doesn't work out. But then you have games like Hollow Knight, which you've played, which is a you can yeah that. yeah. It's like maybe taking concepts from Dark Souls is good, but a lot of you know good gameplay concepts in Dark Souls are pretty old. Like it, it's a lot like uh, Castlevania. It's kind of like a three D Castlevania game. You know, you you upgrade. It's tough. You you double back for exploration. Um, I think Hollow Knight draws a lot from that too, but yeah, like with the checkpoints, the checkpoint system is a lot like Dark Souls with the uh, the benches as opposed to uh, bonfires. I feel like tons of games have Dark Souls style checkpoints now. Because Fallen Order was really? the same way. Fallen Order well, was Fallen the same Order way. Fallen Order is a Souls uh, game. That's yeah, different. yeah, we're thinking more about actual Souls likes. I, I guess it, it does kind of stay more to that sort of subgenre, but. Yeah, I, I kind of want to try Neo, but apart from that, nah, I'm not I just, interested. And I and I'm having a tough time getting interested to play that. I bought it on a PlayStation sale. It's just sitting there. There's a sequel coming this year. Yeah, there is. Um, but, I, but I've heard very mad things about Neo. I've never heard anything like, "Oh, you gotta play Neo." It's like the yeah. next best thing. Like nobody's ever said that ever. <laughs> Dark Souls is just Dark Souls is just so clean, right? Like, um, it, and I don't think it's a bad thing that games are trying to, you know. I I I don't want to say copy, but emulate what has succeeded. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think like maybe we don't need to do that with Dark Souls all the time. They, they just don't quite get like there's just a certain polish that the Soul series has had, even from the beginning. Like I, it's really struck me playing the first Dark Souls, even though it's heavier and not quite as polished as the other ones. Like the game is the game has a good difficulty, even though it's tough. It's totally fair. You don't get like cheesed in shitty ways. I mean, everything is overcomable. You know, mistakes are usually your fault, pretty much. Like sometimes you get in a bad situation or whatever, but you can always overcome it. It always feels very just, it's just tight. Like playing Fallen Order, it had some good, unique things that it did, but it just didn't have that from soft right. tightness to it. But, and here's the thing this is what I love to say about Fallen Order. I think this is what, what, like solidifies why I don't like it. You wouldn't mm-hmm. play it if it wasn't a Star Wars game. No, like drops, I'm pretty sure yeah, I like, pretty sure I wouldn't have. Nope, you wouldn't have. It's it's a shame too because I remember talking with friends over the years how cool it would be to have like a sci-fi souls, like a space souls game or a futuristic kind of souls and Star Wars is a perfect environment to do that in. But it just it's just not the same. It doesn't it doesn't hit the mark. Yeah, I feel like it like it tries to be like a jack of all genres. Like it tries mm-hmm. to be a lot of different things, and it doesn't really succeed in any of them. It's a and it still not and it still tries to like, you know, it does lots of really typical AAA stuff, like the big intense cutscenes and long, yeah, like, right? And it's telling a you know a normal narrative like Sekiro is, um, and you know I d- I don't think it really works in that genre. I think the the environmental storytelling and the contextualized storytelling is what works in that genre. Yeah, like it feels much, it feels floaty. It doesn't feel like. Oh yeah, quite as responsive, quite as tight. It's not tight I, at all. Yeah, not at all. 
Uh, Cora can probably tell us in chat. Um, like I'm not sure how Lords of the Fallen does its story. Um, like or like you can speak to Hollow Knight, and I'm not sure about Neo either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollow Knight's uh, Hollow Knight's really good. It's a little bit more direct than Dark Souls, but no, you still have to really work your way through that world and uh, figure things out. That's probably where the comparisons come from, mostly. I think like tough but tight and fair combat. Uh, checkpoint system much like dark souls with the benches and then uh the way they tell the story to you like i didn't really know a whole lot of what was going on with hollow knight most of the way through it but (laughs) that's kind of cool that's kind of cool though because i know there's i knew there was something more there it was telling me but you've got to piece it together bit by bit did you actually finish that game coral i thought you i thought you tapped out because there was there was one really frustrating boss fight i watched you do about halfway, I stopped paying attention to anything, treated it like a speed run, so I could say I completed it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, like, you. Blasphemous looks kind of cool, even though it's not, like, a Souls game, but, like, it has that Souls-y vibe. Like, I it love how, lo- like, everything we're comparing it to Dark Souls, like, even though know, it might yeah. have nothing to do with it. Um, it just looks good. It just looks It just looks nice. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah, I like the art cool. style. Yeah. I, I w- I'd love to see you play that on stream. I know it's on the list of games. It's on the list, yeah. Yeah. I... Kind of wanted to play Salt and Sanctuary, but I just think that game looks like shit. Uh, I've seen it, and uh, yeah, I don't think it looks. It's just too like good. the art style is not quite there. It doesn't look. This doesn't look very nice. I guess I don't know. It's hard to explain. But Blasphemous has that has the appearance at least of being a good game. So I, I think in conclusion, what we can say is like Dark Souls like really defined not the decade in a way the decade but like we really like a lot came from dark souls um Mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad it really innovated this genre that like didn't really exist and kind of created this conversation around difficulty and storytelling um that really just wasn't there before and i think that's why it's like it's definitely dark souls one is definitely a game of the decade 110 percent like it's done so much for this industry that it's hard to ignore considering we compare it to everything they really legitimized just i think they took things that were never quite that satisfying before like 3d combat and they just they did a lot to legitimize it i think while still and and then just the difficulty was a breath of fresh air too because i feel like for a while there you know single player games you just expected to smash your way through like maybe if you got to the hardest difficulty or something and dealt with a bunch of cheap bullshit like maybe then you'd have a problem. But I feel like for several years, all the difficulty in gaming came from playing against other people. You know, because you could get through pretty much any game on your own, but then you go online and get your ass kicked, and it's like, okay, I'm not that good at video games. But Dark Souls gave you a challenge that was legit and hard to overcome, even by yourself. Like, those first days where you're like a baby with a controller and you don't know it very well yet. And And you're also learning with the rest of the community. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sad that I missed that. I'm sad that right. I missed the early I, days. Of I, I am Soul. too. One thing that I kind of liked going that I was playing like after the games came out, I was using uh, Vati Vidya's series as like a companion or his videos as like a companion to my playthrough. So like I was uh-huh. learning about the areas as I was going through and I was like, he, you know, he does his like things you missed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I missed that. I'm going to go back and get it. And it kind of like added this like next level for like my my playthrough, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I've never really done that with like any kind of game where I was like watching a, a like somebody's YouTube videos as I was going through. Not because I need to walk through, but like as like supplementary supplementary yeah. content yeah. to it. Help you know what you're 
what's your uh, coming across and what it means and right putting the right. whole picture together for you. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I definitely I think... emphasized more in my later playthroughs. I, I remember when I streamed it, I was really, really careful to like read everything. Let's be. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. be. I may not be like a good lore guy, but let's read through all of this and see what we think. You know, it's just right. it's part of the fun. I think that is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, before I do my outro, Greg, where can they find you, watch you? Well, they can find me at twitch.tv slash grebard or graybard or grebard. Or, I mean, I love hearing all the different ways people try to pronounce this weird little word. I, I say grebard. Grebard. Yeah, that's that's how I grebard. say it. Yeah. Grebard, yeah. I mean, I've heard you say it too. So. But uh, Coro has always called me grebard. And uh, I don't want him to stop because it sounds so silky with his deep British voice. So <laughs> that's fine with me. And, and then his, and then his, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Grebard Greg. Grebard which Greg. Which has been on the that's screen it. this whole time, which I'm sure you've noticed if you're watching on YouTube. We're playing, um, uh, we're playing Hellblade tonight, which Coral oh, recommended. We? Yeah, he's recommended that game for like a year. I finally yeah, pulled the trigger. I found it for I'm, 10 bucks. I bought it on Xbox. Now that I, Hellblade 2 is like, I would have yeah. bought, got it on PlayStation, but Hellblade 2 is now like the next gen Xbox Series X game. And I'm like switching over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have so it. it. I just haven't played it. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in. Uh, I'll be sure to give you the host. And that, that should be fun. That game shouldn't probably take you that long. I, th I no. think it's pretty short. I think we'll do it this weekend, probably. Maybe finish it off tomorrow. Yeah, I, I know it's not a long game for a fact. Yeah. yeah. What's what's up, Penzeman Franklin? You just missed us. We talked yeah. about Souls for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we did. You missed it all. He's playing That's Neo. Okay. We talked about Neo. It'll be it'll be on the VOD, man. Yeah. And so, probably on Spotify and stuff. Yes, I'm gonna go over that right now. Sweet. God, this dude, it, it like as soon as I bring up Google Docs, so bright. So yeah. bright. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone for watching live on twitch.tv slash Delco Under Network. You can find us on YouTube as well as most podcast services. Just search Delco Under Network if you can drop us a review. Um, I'm pretty sure iTunes is the only podcast service with a review, but if your podcast service has a review function, let us know what you think. Give us your five stars. Don't give us one star, though. Like, if you don't like us, just give us the five star and tell us why you don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, be, don't, be a, don't be a dick, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you can find us at, at Delco Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. Um as well as you can find all this info at www.delconernetwork.com. Uh, for Greg, I've been Gooch. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay nerdy, and we'll see you next time. Peace.